Welcome to the first ever episode of the Articulate Podcast. Why the name Articulate? Well, let me introduce myself. My name is Jordan Wilson. I own a company currently called Stigma Clothing. This is a new venture for me and something of which I never thought I would really go into in my whole life. It's not something that I ever thought about. It was a bit of a spontaneous decision on which, yeah, I'm rolling with the punches at the moment. In 2018, I unsuccessfully attempted to take my own life. And my life has been a roller coaster ever since. I'm diagnosed with bipolar disorder and ADHD. I've been called a narcissist. I've been called manipulative. Many of which at times may have been close to the truth. I'm not perfect. I'm not a robot. Nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes. But what I'm trying to do now is add value into people's lives through just talking, just being myself, just speaking of something of which I actually believe is true. But back to the name, why articulate? Well, in 2020, I filmed a documentary with the BBC when the documentary was named Prince William, football, and our mental health. I was interviewed by the directors of this documentary. And they asked me very early doors, who was the most famous person that I'd ever met? And I laughed and joked, and in typical Jordan Wilson response, I said, myself. (laughs) Because that was probably true. I'd not met anybody famous. I'd not met anybody who really thought, wow, I sat back for a second and thought, this is unbelievable just meeting this person. And as obviously the title of the documentary suggests, I was totally stoked to find out that His Royal Highness, Prince William, would be in the documentary with me. I remember the day that I went to meet him and waking up and absolutely bricking myself, absolutely bricking it. I dressed in a three-piece suit. I had a three-piece suit on. I went down for breakfast and I remember one of the directors of the documentary saying to me, can I just have a quick chat with you? And I said, yeah, of course, why? What's what's the matter? And they said to me, we feel like you might be slightly overdressed. And I was like, what? I'm going to meet the future king of this country and you're telling me that I am overdressed? But obviously, the man himself is quite a humbling person and you know 
potentially wanted to dress like he does every single day when he's not on duty. And um, it was funny how I was dressing myself up for the occasion and I kind of turned around to the director and I said, if I don't dress like this today, my mum will give me a good idea. <laughs> um, and yeah, and, and I ended up dressing down and put my Doc, Doc Martens on and my jeans on and, and a casual shirt and, and that was it. And I turned up and I, and I, and I, I met the man himself and um, I was terrified of, of calling him mate because obviously I'm, I'm from Lancashire. I'm from Preston in Lancashire. And I was absolutely terrified of calling him mate because I just have this bad habit of calling everybody mate. So I was like, here we go. If I call him mate, that's probably the end of me. Um, but I was reassured that he would probably laugh and speak to me and call me mate back, actually. So I remember him entering the room and <sighs> what a stature of a man, you know, six foot five plus, you know, just an absolute giant of a man, the aura. I remember walking up to him and and saying, it's an honour to meet you, Your Royal Highness. And, and he said, no, the honour is all mine. And um, yeah, I think I was like a little kid in a candy shop a little bit. I was like, my eyes must have lit up. And I remember sitting down with him and speaking and thinking to myself at the time, is this it? Is my life? Is my life? Have I peaked? Is this my peak of my whole entire life? Am I actually going to get any better than this? Because I don't, I didn't believe at the time that it would or I would. And to be honest, <laughs> right now it probably still is the peak of my my life. You know what an honour meeting the future king and such a such a, a not you know just a fantastic man to me and you know it really inspired me and, and I remember sitting down with him and, and speaking about what we spoke about and obviously that was a lot around mental health and towards the end of the kind of interview I remember him saying to me clear as anything can I just say Jordan you're one of the most articulate persons I've ever met. I'm sure he put it in a much. I'm sure he put. It, <laughs> I, you got to remember, I am dyslexic right now, and um, I sometimes struggle to get my words out. So um, he, he just said to me, along the lines of, "You're one of the most articulate people I've ever ever met in my life," and I replied, "Would you mind signing that on my CV as a reference?" And we we laughed and joked. But that example there was something of which I believe that is my character. I am a jokish, banterish kind of guy. But I also do like to think that I have a serious side of me that likes to speak about serious things. And especially in 2018, when I attempted to take my own life. When I think back to that moment and I think back to where I was mentally in that year, it was a dark and sad and lonely 
state. It was one to think back on, and I'm and I'm I'm not very proud of. However, admittedly, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be the man I am today. I wouldn't be doing this podcast. The older I get in life, the more I become the person that I probably always should have been. I've learned a hell of a lot from my past. Like I've said, I've never been perfect. I was useless at school. I was kicked out of school in year 11 at the age of 16. I didn't quite get to finish it. I was kicked out halfway through. I have had so many jobs, so many different jobs. I could sit here now for the next 10 minutes and round them off. I really could. We're talking being a butcher. We're talking upholstery. Curry's PC world. PPI, uh, PPI claim back, you know, telesales, marketing assistants, digital marketing, physical marketing. I've worked for a, a Timber Joyce manufacturing company. I've worked for, honest God, I, I, when I actually sit down, I've worked at three hospitals. Um, I've worked at a mental health hospital. I've worked in an eating disorder unit, you know, and the more I say them, the more they kind of come back and resonate to me as I speak about them. A lot of people in my life have always said to me, you've got to stick at one thing. You've got, you know, people are going to start, you know, it's going to start backfiring on you, Jordan. It really is going to start backfiring on you. And I was never quite sure of why that was because in my head, in my neurodiverse head, which I was later to find out, it actually didn't, it wasn't a big deal to me. It wasn't a big deal because the way that I perceived stuff was actually, I'm showing, I'm showing that I'm not prepared to take second best. I'm actually showing that I'm not prepared to stay in something of which I don't like. You know, yes, I may hold the world record for the number of jobs for under a 30-year-old. However, it was that, it was simply that, it was the fact that I was never prepared to sit down and take something which I wasn't happy with. Because when I started doing that in life, those are the things that made me miserable. They really are. But we have this kind of perception in society of how we should live life. You know, we should go to, we should be born, we should go to nursery, we should go to primary school. I'm talking from a UK perspective, especially. We should go to high school. We finish high school, we go to college. We finish college, we go to university, we get our degree. We potentially come out and get our degree and go and get a job. Okay, we've got a, a, a ton of student loans to pay back. I'm talking, this is kind of the perfect ideology world of which, by the by, is, is how we are kind of taught to live life. We go and work for the next, you know, 50 years of our lives. 
we settle down, we have children, you know, we, we have nice holidays with our families. And when it comes to retiring, we get a gold watch, we retire. And all for what? And what my head struggles to understand is who wrote this? Who wrote this? And why do we live by this? And why do we kind of never challenge this kind of perspective of life that everybody just deems to be acceptable? Why do we work five days a week? Why are we working a five-day to a two-day ratio? Five days on, two days off. It never quite makes sense in my head. It's something that I've always struggled to understand. I now believe that what I am doing with my life is just kind of being myself. And let me tell you now, that is scary. Because when you kind of break those chains of the ideology, you know, fatalistic mentality that we all live in, in my opinion, when you break those chains, when you become outcast, and and, an outcast is something of which I've always felt anyway in my whole life. But when you break those chains, life becomes scary. Because you are not playing by the rules. You are challenging expectancy. You are defying the laws of which 99.9% of people live by. And I won't lie, it is scary. It is very, very scary. It can be a dark and lonely place. But I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't believe that it was the right thing for me to do. And I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't think I could do it. So that brings me to kind of present day as to where I am. And now, like I said, I own a company called Stigma. We sell a clothing brand. The idea behind Stigma is that we're trying to change the definition of what Stigma means. And I don't want to be all fucking cliche, bollocksy shit, all that sort of stuff, because that is not me. Oh, yeah, probably the first time I've sworn in this podcast, but this will not be a PG podcast. This will be myself speaking as myself, how I would speak to anybody else. So I'm not going to give that kind of vibe off. But when I say changing the definition and, and not trying to be all that, uh, let's you know, let's break the stigma. Woohoo! Let's do all this sort of stuff. All I'm trying to do is put a positive spin on a on a shitty word, a shitty word that somebody else made up once upon a time because somebody didn't fit in with the way of society deemed acceptable. So it's that's pretty much what we're trying to do. It's a case of we're trying to change the definition. I know I can't change the world. I can't change the world. But I can change one person's world. And I could potentially save one person's life. And if I can do that, then you can do that too. And then if you do that, someone else may be able to do that also. And before we know it, there's maybe 20, 30 of us who all have the same goal and trying to achieve the same things. 
And then how many people do you need to change the world? I don't know. I'm a big fan of people such as Stephen Bartlett. It's no lie. Contacted the guy maybe three, three or four months ago asking if he would sign a copy of, of his book, Happy Sexy Millionaire, which I'm a huge fan of. I've read it four times. Well, I say read. I've not read a book since probably Key Stage 2, Biff Chip and Kipper, something like that. Um, I've actually listened to it four times on Audible. I really am not the most academic of people. Not at all. Like I've mentioned before, already earlier on, I'm dyslexic. I'm no good with maths. Book smart is not me. However, I absolutely love learning. There is nothing more fascinating to me in life than learning. I absolutely idolize it. Every single day of my life, I try and teach myself something new. I try and... It doesn't even it doesn't even matter what that fact may be. Some days I will learn something that could potentially change my life forever. But other days, I may just learn that there's a new way to cook an egg. And that's all right because not every single day can we have those moments of which you know we're gonna have the game-changing moments. But every day I still sit and I still try and I still try to learn one single thing because the power of knowledge in my mind is just phenomenal. It's just phenomenal. I have got a lot of catching up to do. I know that because I'm not that smart. What I do like to think that I do have is common sense. I do like to think that, okay, I may not be the most academic of people. However, I am most definitely street smart. I always I always have been. I've always known how to get along with people. Don't get me wrong, I've always known how to upset people, but I've always known how to get along with people. Which then leads me on to my previous roles in life. My last role, I was a barber. And I would say that Barber instilled a lot of confidence into me as a person and especially coming from 2018 and, and that year of my life, which I, uh, I've already spoken about. But barbering gave me a chance to be able to sit down and speak with people and actually put things in perspective with other people, just like I'm doing with you right now, really. Because think about this, when you're a barber and one day, Someone walks into your shop for the very first time. You've never met that person before. You sit them down in your chair. You ask them what kind of haircut they would like. And you start cutting. When you have finished that haircut and you've had that discussion and you ask them, is it okay? And you, you know, there's always that case of showing them the mirror behind the head. And a lot of people don't understand why you do that. And I, and I guess that's just kind of part of the, the camaraderie of being a barber and, and the showcase of it a little bit. And there's a lot of that in barbering. 
But when that person leaves, you never, ever know what that person's perception of you is. You will never, ever know what that person thinks of you. You'll never know what that person thinks of the discussions that you've had. You'll never know what that person thinks of his haircut until the second time he walks back in and he sits back down. Because if that person returns for a second time, in my opinion, that is a person accepting you. That is a person saying to you, okay, I like your haircut. I like your chat. And I like your camaraderie as a barber. And I like everything around you. That's a great feeling. But your kind of job then as a barber, knowing which he likes how you cut his hair, because you've already done it once. If you can, you know, be consistent with the haircut all the time, make it look the same, how he wants it, fantastic. But how are you going to impact that person every time he comes and sits down in your chair? How are you going to ensure that that person keeps coming back to you because he likes you or he likes the conversation that you have? And that is most definitely one of the best roles I've ever had in my life. Because in my opinion, barbers nowadays are untrained counsellors or unqualified counsellors, should I say. I think untrained is a is, is an understatement. I think um, I think barbers are far more socially qualified in my eyes than anybody else to speak to to people about the discussions because there was never a day in my life I just went to work and I went to cut hair. I constantly saw people who, you know, had unbelievable highs, unbelievable lows in their life. You know, one client may have come in and him and his him and his partner are expecting a baby. Fantastic. The next time somebody came and sat down in my chair, they may have lost a mother or they may have lost a father. And also dealing with those highs and lows every day was a big task too. But I would genuinely say that that as a role in my life without a shadow of a doubt has led me on to be able to be this person who speaks so openly about his own mental health, who speaks so openly around views and opinions of which he perceives, who Prince William called articulate. So I want to leave you on this. Why have I started a podcast well, I started a podcast to try and add value into your life, to try and add value into other people's lives, to try and add value into my life. Because, like I say, I absolutely love learning. And what you will find through this podcast and the guests that I have on is that the, the guests and the people I have on are also articulate are also fascinating because I need people in my life who stimulate my brain, who inspire me, who give me courage, who just, I'm just in kind of awe of a little bit. And, and I kind of go to bed that night and think, 
what a fascinating person. And that's what we're trying to achieve with this podcast. So I'd like to thank you very much for tuning in and listening to this first ever descriptive episode on the podcast. I'm Jordan Wilson and I'm articulate.